welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Mallory, for getting together with me as a guest on the podcast. Yes. And um, I'll just try to introduce you. You live just a couple houses down, and your husband, Jason, was on the podcast. Yes. And um, I think, um, one, if either you or Jason's from Texas, is that right? Or We're actually, I'm actually from Kansas City, okay. Missouri, and then he's actually from Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we, uh, but we've lived in Texas. I want to say he lived there for 14 or 15 years, and I lived there for about 12. Okay. And... And then you all have a, a couple of kids. Yep, both born in Texas. Okay. Yeah. And how old are they? Uh, Cohen is 13 and Adelaide is almost eight in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, well, as far as just introduction, how would you um, introduce yourself as far as just what kind of person you are? Um, well, I'm now um, not just a stay-at-home mom. I'm a stay-at-home school teacher. Um, we decided two years ago to pull our kids out of school and do the homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, first year was really rough. <laughs> this second year has been so much better. Um, but I'm a you know I do all the cooking, all the cleaning, but I'm loving being at home. I'm loving being at home with my kids and watching them grow and. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's me right now. That's me right now. I'm ever, I'm ever so evolving to different things, but right now that's, that's where I'm at. I used to be a, uh, manager, um, at like a multi-housing apartment community. Uh, I used to do that for over a decade. Um, that was fun, but now I'm just enjoying, you know, the slower life, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, did you work with Jason for a while at his business? Yeah, when I first moved here, uh, okay. uh, we decided, you know, just to do something part-time. And so, yeah, I was able to go and work at the place with him. We didn't work side-by-side. Side. He was in the, the art department, and I worked on the floor with the sales team, just, you know, data entry and things like that. But it was nice because once my kids were in school, it was something that I could do while they were in school, and then I was able to get out and pick them up from school, so... Okay. Yeah, it was nice just to have something, be able to talk to people and mm-hmm. make a little extra money on the side. It was nice. Mm-hmm. And then this has all been a pretty new thing, just being at home um, all, the time. all the time. Yes, yes. And then schooling and everything yes. too. Yes, yes. It's, it's was a hard transition at the beginning just because the kids were so used to being in school, so not having all their friends all the time. But now that we've adjusted, I think even they are enjoying being at home and, um, you know, just the, the leisure things that you get to do at home, you know, not having to wake up super early to catch a bus. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once the schoolwork's done, they have the rest of their day to do their chores or to play or explore whatever they want to do. So getting that, um, free time is, is been really beneficial for them. So are you connected with the school in any way? Like, are they supporting anything as far as like material or anything? No, no, no. Um, the first year we just kind of, I ordered some books and just tried to figure it out. But then this second go around, I actually found some curriculum for Cohen cause he's, he's older. So Adelaide's still working out of like workbooks and whatnot. But I mean, just in the short time that they've been at home, Adelaide's reading now before she wasn't reading at all. She's reading chapter books. Hmm. Um, Cohen has really had to, learn how to problem solve and not just have the answers right there in from in front of them because you know going back and learning school uh I never thought I was gonna have to go back and relearn everything that I once learned before but I mean it's a learning process for both of us going back and Mm -hmm. sitting down and getting to a math problem that both of us are like how did they get to that answer but him and I will sit there and we'll we'll work through it and we'll get to the answer and it's almost rewarding to like work through it together Hmm. yeah Yeah, that's neat. Um, so are you connected to any other uh, f- moms or families that are doing the same thing? Not here. Um, I have, because um, soon we're going to be moving back to Texas. And so um, I actually found a couple homeschool ops that 
um, are down there in Texas that we're hoping that next year we get linked up to. And also the schools, I don't know if they do that here, but the schools down in Texas, uh, you can actually join any kind of extracurricular activities as far as sports okay. and things like that. So he'll hmm. still be able to link up with school and he really wants to join cross country and archery again. Okay. So he's really excited hmm. about that. So next year that's, that's what he'll be doing is at least doing the sport side mm-hmm. of what the schools have to offer. Right. Have you heard of classy conversations or classical conversations? No. It's a homeschool thing. Uh-uh. Um, I don't know. I hear other, different people talk about it. We weren't really into it, but it seems pretty popular. Yeah. I don't know too much about it, except they kind of focus on certain things in fo- particular ages. Like I think the grade school age, they call it the grammar age where, um, I think, or I might have the wrong, where it's like focused a lot on just bringing in content, like just oh, memorizing uh-huh. and learning. And then the middle school age, it's kind of more like um, problem solving. So it's kind of taking the content and working with it more. And then the high school age, it's more about um, rhetoric, like um, oh, yeah. being able to communicate your thoughts. And right. so you have different focuses. And then there's probably like um, an emphasis on classic literature and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for the different ages as far as where they're yeah. at. Um, right. But yeah, that that actually sounds something that I would probably look into because that's exactly where we're at. You know, Cohen's at this age of, you know, he's in middle school, so he's at this age of learning to problem solve and like work through things. And Adelaide's definitely in that age where it's just repetition and just learning things over and over and over until it sticks. Right. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and you're from um, Kansas City area? Yep. Yep. Blue, okay. Blue Springs to be exact. Okay. Yeah. And your mom's been here visiting. Is she still from Kansas City? Yep. She's from Kansas City. So she came down for Mother's Day weekend and just to stay and help get things together in the house. And um, yeah, not not too far of a drive from Kansas City to here. So yeah, it's, it's, it's nice having family closer. That's for sure. Because, you know, the cousins and everybody come to visit as well. And they're all from Kansas City. So yeah. it's been a nice little easy drive back and forth. Yeah. A lot easier than Texas. Texas is a little bit further. <laughs> yeah, it is. I have a son in Texas. We're at in Texas? Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Edinburgh. okay. Yeah. Well, right along the border. Yep, yep. So, yeah, he'll be coming up here pretty soon. They normally take a, a few weeks off in the Summertime. summer to come up and visit. So, yeah, but. get a break from the heat, although it's still pretty pretty hot and humid here. It is, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Texas is... Uh, growing very fast it's Mm -hmm. growing very fast uh we've my husband's already there he already got a job so he's um he's working down there already looking for a house for us to move down to so we're staying here until he can find something that we can move down to because the housing market's pretty insane right now yeah well um so you get you guys have a really cute family and you spend time together and that's Mm -hmm. really neat Mm -hmm. um so anyway um maybe just to start off like maybe i just ask you about your philosophy of parenting or you know just any thoughts you might have about uh about parenting and yeah raising kids and family life even marriage if you want to get into any thoughts about that so, yeah, I, I agree. I think we have a cute little family. We've always wanted to create that dynamic um, where our kids want to be at home. I feel like you've kind of created that with your, your family as well, because I feel like your family is always here, you know, like together, and you guys do things together, and that's really what we want as well. We want our kids to feel like, you know, when they want to have friends, they want to bring the friends home to us and, and hang out with us, and so... We just try to be very involved with our kids. We go running every Sunday together. Um, Cohen's kind of initiated that that run in all of us, and he was the runner. And then slowly, we all just kind of got into the running. So it's it's fun. We love hiking. We always go hiking. Um, you know, play board games, watch movies together. We we do a lot of things together because we just really want to create like a strong family core you know a strong family dynamic between us um so did you have that 
growing up? Mm-mm. Okay. No, no. Um, I mean, my mom's very much been there for me. Um, but my my dad was a construction worker and my mom worked a lot. And so growing up, I just always wanted that. Not I understand your parents can't be your best friends, but I always wanted my family to be more involved where we did stuff together. But when we did stuff together, it always... Um, I don't want to say there's a lot of fighting, but there's a lot of arguing between us. Um, you have siblings too? I have one brother, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's younger. You would think he's older because he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, uh, okay. Much, much bigger than me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just, I wanted that closeness when I had a family. I just wanted us to always be very, very close. So how did that come about? Like, because Jason wasn't really raised with that either. Mm-mm. So what put that desire in you to even... I think we just wanted what we didn't have, you know? Okay. We just wanted we wanted to create something different than what we had grown up with. Um, you know, the sh- everybody has those struggles when they grow up as a teenager, a kid. You know, everybody's everybody's got their childhood stories and... Uh, for us, we just wanted we wanted something different. He he needed to, he needed stability, and in a sense, I needed stability as well. Um, Did yeah. you have other families that influenced you, or that you saw and you thought, "I want to be something like that"? Or sure, I think for for us as kids, you know, we had the TV. <laughs> okay. Um, and so you always saw like, you know, the full house, you know, the closeness of like the families on full house or growing pains or, um, Gilmore girls or anything like that. And so you're like, I want that, you know, my, my dad drank a lot. And so he wasn't, it was later on in life that he wasn't really around. Um, and then my mom worked a lot. So it was just usually me and my brother at the house. And so I just, I don't know, and him and I didn't get along when we were younger. We're close as heck now, but um, growing up it was it was difficult. And I think part of the reason we didn't get along is because, like, my parents had their conflict, you know, which kind of fed over into my brother and I's relationship. So, yeah, we just wanted something different. We wanted, we wanted that close-knit family. We wanted, we wanted to change the way we grew up. So as far as like values and kind of working through that, mm-hmm. um, like, did you have to do that to decide? Um, I know there, like you mentioned, seeing some like model families, TV and stuff mm-hmm. like that and wanting certain things. Um, so did you, ha- is that a process you went through of deciding, well, this is going to be a value like, or is it kind of more just automatic where you don't really think about it it's just kind of what you are and so forth like that yeah I just think it's who Jason and I are I think it's part of the reason we get along so well is like we both have the same values we have the same um we want the same things out of life um and you know some people really need their space and we're people that really just we're so used to always being together that it's almost kind of weird right now that we're not together um just because, I don't know, I think we are our best when we're taking on the world together versus, you know, doing it apart. And I think that's, that's for all four of us. It's not just me and Jason. I think it's also the kids as well. I just think that we are stronger. We just work better. We work through problems better when we're doing it together versus apart. Is it something that you guys verbalize um, or is it just just how you guys are no we verbalize it yeah 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 we definitely we definitely have you know we've i i think i we feel that you know the universe god doesn't give you things that you can't handle in life and we've just been through a lot which has really made us stronger honestly through everything um so like kind of difficult things. Yeah, difficult difficult uh, difficult things, difficult times. I would say even right now is a difficult time being apart. We've never been away from each other this long. So we we've been trying to see each other, you know, like every couple weeks. Me driving down there, him driving up here. So um it it is a hard time and it also 
makes us grateful for all the times that we have been together and um you know it really just tests the strength between us as a family not having this time together so are there any other difficult things that you went through that um you know you're okay with talking about that um you know work hard or just whatever um i mean we you know we've we've had losses we've had um you know i i I could say for right now like just the thing that's testing our faith and our strength is you know the how the housing market you know we're trying to find we're trying to find a house right now we've probably put in eight different offers and Hmm. We've lost every single one to a cash investor, and hmm. it's really testing our strength because, you know, he's living with his sister. He's not just down there, you know, having this time. He's staying there with his sister and and working, and his family's here, and uh, it's just really testing the time that we have apart right now and just testing our faith that, like, something will come, and we just have to, like— believe and and not be fearful that we're not going to find something so I definitely feel that this will be something that we overcome because we wouldn't be given this these hard times right now And, and and maybe it's not hard for everyone but it is hard for us because it's not it's not easy being apart it's not easy I think we're going on almost two months now. I mean, it's it's a long time. I don't know how some people do it, you know, people that have, you know, family members in the military or people that, you know, go overseas. I, I mean, I my heart goes out to them because being away from him for two months has been has been hard. Yeah. It's been hard. So I, but I, again, it, it tests our faith and it tests where we are in life. And I just think in the end, once we find this house, cause we will find a house, we'll, we'll feel stronger, um, and even more closer because of it. Johnny, um, my son just put a contract down on the house. Mm-hmm. So he went through several, you know, offers and stuff. And he's not like looking for a house because he has to have a house. They want to, a house to um, work out of to for oh, the business yes. to work out of yes and he also does want just to kind of get away from home somewhat because sure, he's sure. in his early 20s and so, so forth but um yeah he got turned down a whole lot and then here just i guess sunday that you know he placed an offer and they accepted it that's so, awesome yes yeah. that's exciting that's exciting yeah i mean we you know i think jason's 40 now so he's just ready to like lay some roots, build some equity. I mean, our our inevitable goal is to have a farm and have animals on a farm. And in order to get to that place, I mean, we, we need to have a house that maybe we can build a little bit of equity so we can build some money to put down to get that farm and mm-hmm. to raise those chickens and the goats and the cows and everything that we want to do. So, I mean, that that is definitely our end goal. Okay. Hmm. Where did How did you and Jason meet? Uh, he was actually my manager at Sonic <laughs> when okay. we were, I think he was in his twenties and I was 17. So yeah, that's where we very first met. Was. Oh, wow. So you he, were young. Yeah, I was young. Very young. Um, he, my best friend at the time, she introduced us and so we were just friends and, um, yeah, eventually, eventually dated, but then he moved down to Texas, and we just kept in contact. And eventually, I he came up to visit, and I came down there to visit, and then we started meeting up in Oklahoma, Perry, Oklahoma. It was exactly the halfway point. Nothing to do there, but just to meet up and see each other. And um, yeah, then there was one time I came down, one more time that I came down to visit, and he was like, "I think you should just move down here." And I had just finished my first year of college, and I was like, "You know what?" I think I should too. I was just like in that, ex, you know, when you're in your twenties and figuring out life. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I had never, I had never moved or honestly really traveled outside of Kansas city. So for me, this is, it was very exciting to move down to Texas and, and Texas was so different than Kansas city. It was very fast paced and, um, seemed like there was just so many opportunities down there versus, you know, staying in the same little town that I was in. Mm-hmm. So it was very very exciting to just get out and try something new and see where that went. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so um, so I've heard you use the. So I'm just going to ask you about like your worldview or just how you see things because I've yeah. I've heard you use the you know referring to the universe. Yeah. And here, you know, you first refer to universe, God, kind of like interchangeably yeah. that type of thing. And it seems like you you believe in like some kind of a providence, like things happen for a purpose or something. I just get the impression from you, maybe. Or... Yeah. Like I don't I don't think that things there's coincidence i think that things happen for a reason whether we know what the reason is at the time um same with like when you go through hard times i don't feel like those hard times are necessarily meant to bring you down but eventually teach you a lesson in life whether you know what that lesson is right away or you don't figure it out until two years down the road but i I remember when I used to go through struggles, I would always be like, why, why me? Um, and then later on in life, when I started to develop like my faith in what I believe in, I realized that like the reason I went through those things is because it's made me a stronger human. Honestly, um, I see people around me that I'm close and I'm like, they never go through struggles. But I, I honestly feel like part of the reason we go through the struggles is it's made both Jason and I stronger as humans. Um, but yeah, I, I believe that God lives within everything. God is the grass. God is the trees. It's just part of the universe. Um, it's all intertwined. It's all living and breathing. It's all a part of who we are. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of like your, your concept of God, that it's, that it's God's not uh, distinguishable from the yeah, universe, okay. right? Like I don't feel like for me, I don't feel like God is a, a being. I feel like God is within all of us. Like He is in the air we breathe. I say He again, but I don't. I don't think of God as a He or a She. I just think God is what makes up everything. Okay. Um, so do you think of God as personable then, like, um, as in, um, here, you know, like, um, hearing you, someone, you know, you can pray to or, or something along those lines? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like when I, like when I pray, like I, I pray to God, I do pray to the universe. I pray to... Like, because I feel like God is in everything, like God hears everything that we say, it's it's in the gratitude that we speak, it's in the, the words that we speak, just like our words hold weight, you know, you don't just say things, just say things, I mean, words hold weight, they hold meanings, words are spells in a sense, not in like a, not in a like bad thing, bad way, but, um... <laughs> Like, uh, you know, like when you, when you say good things, good things come your way. When you're constantly saying negative things, negative things happen. So I just feel like that is part of what I believe is like, you know, it's, it's in your words. It's in, it's in the fiber of your being. <laughs> Did, um, so do you have any kind of religious background or anything growing up or anything like that? Mm -mm. No, my, my dad was Catholic. He went to Catholic school, but it was never like pushed on us. Um, my mom had us go to church with my aunt who was part of the Nazarene church. Um, we did that twice a week, but my parents never wanted to like really be a part of it. Um, I would say my mom definitely has a faith now, uh, Christian faith. Um, you know, she very much, her and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, but we definitely can agree on a lot of things. Um, um. But yeah, I mean, like, so, but it was never pushed on us. I, I do think that for the long, for a long time, I didn't know what to believe. I think for the longest time, I, I had gone through so many deaths in my life, uh, that I honestly was angry at parts of my life that I was just like, you know, who's this? Or, you know, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around what people were saying also when I was going to church um, I felt almost judged that it kind of pushed me away as a kid 
Uh, I felt like when I went to those teen groups that they would have for church, like on Wednesday or whatever, and they would talk and they were just, you know, if you haven't been baptized, you're going to hell. And I, 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 I took that to heart. I felt, I was like, well, I'm not baptized. Does that mean I'm going to hell? So I, it almost pushed me away from wanting to believe anything for the longest time. But I remember I had a teacher that told me, you're going to have to figure something out because if you don't have something to believe in, you'll be lost forever, which kind of stuck with me because I do feel that you have to believe in something. You have, whether, no matter what it is, you have to have some sort of belief system because, I mean, it gets you through the hard times. It, 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 it's something that you do every single day, something that you live for or work towards. And so if you don't have something that you believe in, um, in, in a sense, you really are lost. You, you're, you have nothing greater than yourself. And I feel like having something greater than yourself, you know, um, something that, something to give power to something to believe in something that can back up what you believe in i don't know so um like i guess you're the the way you kind of well first of all how did you come about your beliefs then um i definitely think my husband probably helped me to get to a place of believing in what I believe in. Um, I mean, he's just a very smart man and we've gone through all different, I mean, for the longest time he was atheist. So he, and I was agnostic. Um, cause I always believed that there was a higher power. I just didn't know what it was. And now I can pinpoint that it is God that I believe in. It's not just nothing that I believe in. So like now I've been able to pinpoint it, but I think just going through, and putting in the research and coming to the conclusion from all the different, whether it's something I've read or something I've watched and just kind of, you know, in time and growing older. I mean, you know, when you're a teenager, you think you know so much. But I mean, honestly, it life experiences get you to the place of, of what you believe in. And so I just think because of where I am in my life and I'm older now and I feel wiser now and... I have a thirst for knowledge where when I was a teenager, I didn't have that thirst. I didn't, <laughs> I, you know, I just wanted to hang out with my friends and do whatever. But now I see that like, there's nothing greater than the, you know, learning and absorbing what you've learned. So I just think time and, um, life experiences has got me to my belief system. So, um, it seems like it's a little different than like naturalism, like naturalism, I guess is kind of like, well, you just see, you know, there's nature, there's like the material world. Right. And that's the ultimate reality. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like theism is kind of like, well, there is a God Mm -hmm. and, and then the world is his creation. And you're, so it seems like, your kind of thoughts about it is like neither of those, mm-hmm. but that um, God is um, like the in the universe. So it's like there's naturalism, I mean, there's nature, right. <clears throat> but um, there's more. But it's not just nature that somehow God is is part it. of it all. Yeah, he's okay. just part. He's just part of it all. Like. He's in, yes, he's in the grass, he's in the trees. It's, it's, it, it, I don't feel like it happened by accident. I feel like we are, we are all meant to be here and we're all meant to ascend, um, into something greater eventually. I just feel like we're doing work here, um, and eventually we'll ascend to something else. But I just feel like God is part of everything that we do. It's, He's in everything that we do. So, um, so what's kind of interesting to me is like the differences and this and the things that are the same, like in because I'm more of like a theistic viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times I think, well, if God created the world, then there's no 
then I'm a part of the world. There's nowhere in the world I can go and find God because um, otherwise that would mean God's his own creation, which doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So like he is so outside of, so anything that's created, he would be outside of it just kind of by definition, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, so the only way to really know him is like if he somehow reveals himself to me. So that's like a lot different than the way you think about everything. Mm -hmm. But a similarity is um, like sometimes people talk about um, like ethics or morality. Like mm -hmm. is does God um, submit to like, um, does God say like don't murder because um, that's just some kind of a reality type of thing and he's submitting to it? If so, then there's something higher than even God himself. Right. Or does he just say, don't murder, and it's an arbitrary type of thing, and now it's um, wrong because he said it, but if he didn't say it, it would be right. And that don't make sense. Right. Because um, we know something intuitively that there's just some things are just wrong. Right. And it's not like God can just say, this is right, this is wrong, whatever. So in that sense, I see how, like, that's just connected to him where uh, these things like right and wrong, it's just a part of who he is, right. and unseparable and um, not above him or not just some arbitrary type of rule he made, right. but just a part of his very nature. So that seems kind of like similar. Somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d I definitely think that we... We all have that like intuition, that that thing that we that we feel inside of us. Some people are closer to it than others. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, you know the right thing, you know the wrong thing, and some people just ignore it and they do the wrong thing because they don't listen to that that inner voice that's that's talking to them, that's telling them what's right and what's wrong. And um, yeah, I mean, I do think that you know some people think, I know I'm not from completely sure but I know that uh you know people say that we're sinners or I, I just feel that like I, kind of the opposite honestly I don't feel that we are initially bad I actually think we are initially good I mean if you think about children I mean they're kind of like the purest form of good before the world kind of like gets in their heads and you know changes them as as human beings, as life goes on. And so I, I actually feel that we are all good and we all have the choice to be good. Um, I do think circumstances change the way we do things. The way we're brought up changes the way people act. But I definitely think that there's an intuition in everybody and it's whether or not you tap into it or not. So um, just to push back, I heard someone talk about... Um, there's the, the most violent acts happen among like a, a group of two-year-olds, <laughs> but fortunately, they're not big enough to do like serious damage. But yeah, yeah, you know. I've been around a lot of kids. I don't know. I've they're 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 usually pretty good. I mean, like there might be a little bit of fighting between them, but I think you know, like they're the kids. They're like, oh, I made this for you, or I did this for you. I mean, uh, I don't know. I just think kids are some of the purest forms of of you know goodness that's out there children are just so so innocent which is another reason why it's like easy to like mold children you know they just always want to be good they want to do the right thing you know they speak the truth without even knowing that they're you know um that they're supposed to speak the truth they just do it you know <laughs> whether it hurts your feelings or not you know you got a big you got a big nose or whatever it is. They don't even think about it. They're just doing the right thing. They're just speaking truth. I guess sometimes when I think, like when I just meet with an individual, mm -hmm. I can just um, see the good intentions of the individual and, yeah. and see the good and so forth. And they they, they come across as good. And, and I guess, um, you know, sometimes, not all the time, <laughs> but... Um, but then when I think of, like, just the history of the world, I just think, well, it's a history of grabbing for power and war and oh, violence yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I guess it's kind of a, a little bit of a messy question, you know, like, just are people good or 
or not and so yeah. forth. You know, it's yeah. in my mind. Anyway. Yeah, and every, everybody has a, you know, a, a different opinion about how that is. And I mean, especially right now with the way things are going. I mean, life is kind of crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Life, life is is really crazy right now, and I, honestly, it's in some ways it's it's beginning to be a little harder to see the good in some people. I mean, there there's just a lot of things that people are doing that aren't good. <laughs> they aren't good. Um, so yeah, I definitely think there's things in life right now that's questioning everybody's faith and what everybody believes in right now, but. Um, so, um, like in a naturalistic type of viewpoint, um, you know, I kind of tr- just put myself into that and think, okay, if that's how I thought, uh, what would what would that be like? Mm-hmm. And one of the thoughts I have is like, well, I'm kind of like the most intelligent creature, um, like as a man, a human, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the natural world, I mm-hmm. guess, you know. And as far as I know, and then, like, I kind of, do I like that or, you know, or not? Right. Um, So in your viewpoint, um, is that what it would be like? Or is it like, no, there's like a higher intelligence um, somehow over humans and so forth? Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I believe is uh, there is something greater and wiser and stronger more powerful than than us um and like that is you're trying to constantly ascend to be better to be greater to just be the best version of yourself um you know we don't necessarily know why things happen or what the next step is but i do think that there's signs that are given to us along the way um for me, which I, which that's where the universe comes in. I feel like, you know, if I'm doing something and I like, I, I really like numbers, you know? So like if we're doing something and I'm like, what's going on? And I pick up my phone and it says 1111, you know, like just seeing like double digit numbers makes me feel like I'm in the right place at the right time or I'm doing the right thing at the right time. Or like when I see the number four, I feel like, um, you know, when I see like double fours or triple fours or something, it's also a reminder that, I'm in the right place at the right time. It's just like a, it's like the way I communicate, I guess, with the universe is numerology. Hmm. There was like the philosopher back, you know, a Greek fella who was into numbers and maybe came up with the Pythagorean equation. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. I I'm not sure. I could be uh, getting the name wrong, but so numbers, um, like you see so enjoy numbers huh yeah it, we enjoy numbers um you know just just like right now when we are looking for houses you know if there's there's been addresses that we have and it's got like cohen's birth date number and then it's got adelaide's birth date number and like there's just little things we're like this is our house it's got all of our numbers you know like we constantly i guess that's our way with communi- communicating with the universe in some sense because um I feel like when you see certain things or when you ask the universe or you ask God or you ask for a sign or clarity or whatever it is, like that, those are the times that you're like, okay, I'm seeing the thing that I told myself, you know, every time I see a four, four happens to be the number that tells me that I'm in the right place at the right time or I'm making the right decision or I'm, it's really weird, but it's, it's, something that I've done for years and it's it's always worked out <laughs> it reminds me of Lost did you watch that television no, show no. <laughs> there was this number it was like a long string of numbers and it came, came, kept coming up in the show but anyway uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, um, so why the number four I don't know it's just okay. the number that it, it's a number that stuck out and I honestly don't know what came of that number but that number has just been the number that we see and now it's like the number of my family I've got four so now there's four of us so it's just kind of like mm-hmm. constantly been a reoccurring thing as the number four my daughter Ellie um her favorite number is four. Oh, and she planned out her um high school graduation party mm-hmm. and it was going to be like at 4 p.m. you see 444 something like yeah. that and maybe it was like 
April 4th or anyway, oh, it yeah. was just, she yeah. was really into four and her daughter, Everly, um, it's just, you know, recently learning to count. Oh yeah. And for some reason she always skipped four. She, she skips would, four. One, two, three, five. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. But she's starting to get it down now. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, it was just the connectivity, you know, just, just like when you meet someone you're like oh and you have that like connection like oh really i'm from kansas city too and oh you live in texas there's just like always that connectivity that i always um i'm always drawn to too when there's like all these connections of the universe and of things um i look for those as well i'm just a very like i try to be very present and very open to everything that's around me like i'm i yeah i just try to be open and hmm. yeah that seems kind of common like I, I meet other people and um, I'm not like that for some reason I just kind of look at that as a little bit superstitious or something sure sure but like I was in um, at the gym talking with a fella and um, he talked about um, well anyway he um, my uh, there's this fella who um, I know He's been on podcasts too, mm-hmm. and he likes to um, go into public places that's crowded mm-hmm. and hand out these um, like little booklets or cards with some Bible verses on it oh, and uh-huh. stuff like that. And he was went down to like uh, the Earth Day Fair at Forest Park. Oh, cool! And he was doing that, and my son Johnny was with him. And this this fella, he's really very loud and forward. Yeah. And Johnny's quiet. He smiles a lot. Yeah. And. Um, I was in the sauna talking to a fella, and he talked about being at Earth Day Fair, and um, and he said, "I said, hey, did you know you see this guy? He was handing out things, and and he described him, you know, just perfectly, exactly, right? yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then there was that connection, and he said, "Oh, you know what this means? This uh, affirms that me and you are supposed to have this conversation, and that we're right. supposed to be <laughs> yes this connection and stuff." And anyway. Um, so it seems kind of uh, popular or common, like, well, this is no coincidence. This, you know, right, it, it, right, it's just the way this happens too odd or too. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, I don't believe in coincidence. I would be just like him, where I'm just like, yes, mm-hmm. we were supposed to be here at this time and meet, because like I definitely feel it. Everything happens for a reason, and there's a path in which we're supposed to be. So when things like that happen, it's almost like I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's almost confirmation that like my path is exactly where it is meant to be. Cause there's so many times that things in your life happen that you're just like questioning everything. And did I make the right decision? I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now with moving to Texas. You know, we're constantly questioning, like, was this the right decision to move from here? Cause like we were happy here. The only thing that was unsettling was my, my husband's job at the time it was just so back and forth whether they were gonna close whether they and they did they sold half the company you know and there there was so um so much insecurity there that like now that he's in texas we're like did we make the right decision to move back you know it's a constant question and i don't know if we've gotten those answers yet um because you know the house with the house hunt being the way it is right now we're like did we make the right decision like so right now, that's what we're asking the universe, the you know, asking God for clarity, you know, give us a sign that like we're doing the the right thing. Um, so yeah, that's where that that's where that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So as someone with a Christian background, mm-hmm. but now maybe you know you don't identify with Christianity right. as much. So um, how do you, like? For me, the way it seems like the the kind of the core of the Christian thing is like Jesus's death on the cross mm-hmm. and then resurrection. Right. So how do you, um, what do you think of that? Like, is it, um, s- does it still seem like important um, and uh, and you, you kind of hold to it? Or as someone who's not doesn't identify with Christianity anymore, right. does it seem like, well, are you more agnostic about it? Or is it more like it doesn't even, or you, are you disbelieve it totally? Or I definitely believe that, you know, I, I believe the Bible. I believe the word in the Bible. I do, it's where my mom and I always kind of like 
have our differences is, you know, when she prays, she prays to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, everything. And um, I believe that Jesus was a man and I believe that he was a teacher and I believe that, you know, those things did happen. I'm not, I'm not discrediting any of that. Um, but again, I, like I said, I believe that he was a teacher more than anything. I think he was here to teach something during a time that needed to be taught. Um, so it's just, I don't, I, I don't pray to Jesus because I just like, I don't pray to mother Teresa or Gandhi. I just, I believe that these people were spiritual leaders. They were spiritual teachers. Um, and so I, it's not that I don't believe that certain things ha- happened because I definitely think that they all happened. I just don't think of Jesus as a God himself. I think he was there to teach the word of God. Um, so for me, it's, I find it hard to pray to him particularly. Okay. Um, what influences you now? Um, like, do you read or you listen to podcasts or are there particular relationships or like what tends to, um, influence you? Yeah. I mean, definitely the relationships. I'm, um, definitely a people person. I like being able to have conversations, especially like intellectual conversations with people. Um, that's one thing I think my husband and I both have is like, we've always had really good communication. And so we're able to constantly bounce ideas and things that we've read and share things with one another. Um, I mean, sometimes he'll even find a book and we'll just lay in bed and he'll read it to me, you know, we'll, we'll read together. Um, like, uh, like, fiction or nonfiction or um like the last book he read to me were the what was it the four elements of was it the four elements of happiness the four elements of i'd have to go back and and see um so yeah like philosophy uh nonfiction books um really anything anything of that sort uh podcasts podcasts are great um, just reading different, you know, now it's kind of like you have to seek out certain material that you want to see. It's not as easily available anymore. Um, so things like that are, yeah, just having conversations with other people. Okay. Yep. Um, well, um, you know, you mentioned like wanting to head to a farm at some point. I know sometimes I've heard you mention that you you like um, plant-based type of things yes. and stuff. Yes. So, um, yeah, what do you enjoy as far as the type of thing? Well, kind of what started. I mean, I've always I've been a vegetarian since I was my son since I was about eleven. Okay. Um, haven't ate meat. Um, I guess now there's so many different names for the different diets that people have, but I guess I'm a pescatarian cause I do still eat fish. Okay. Um, but I've also pushed myself away from the dairy. Um, I eat dairy from time to time. Just Your like, entire family or just you? Um, well my, what kind of initiated it was my son is lactose intolerant. Oh, I see. Okay. And so because he's lactose intolerant made us, you know, kind of do a little bit of research and dig into, um, like how bad dairy is for us. Like our bodies don't really break it down the way we're supposed to. And so like that kind of got me to the, to this place of, you know, doing more plant-based things and it's, but my, my kids, they do eat chicken and turkey. So we don't eat red meat at the house, but they do eat chicken and turkey. Um, but yeah, I'm very much into cooking and learning new recipes. I mean, I aspire to one day have my own cookbook. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One day <laughs> I want to cool. have a cookbook. Um, I also do, you know, like yoga, yoga meditation. I'm in the process right now of trying to get my yoga teacher certificate. Oh, wow. So it's been, um, a long journey cause it's hard to show up for yourself you know, especially when you have two, two kids that are constantly relying on you. So, but eventually I'll get there. I'll, I'll get there. And yeah, that's what I, I hope to do is one day, you know, have a plant-based cookbook and have my farm and teach yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, everybody growing up, everybody's like, even when I was pregnant with the kids, what do you, don't you want meat? 
what if you crave meat? I'm like, well, I mean, if I crave the meat, I'm not going to like tell myself no. And everybody was always so concerned. Are you going to make your kids not eat meat? And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to let them eat meat. And when they are old enough to decide if they want to eat meat or not, then they can make that decision on their, you know, by themselves. But, um, yeah, no, it work. It works for us. Um, the diet, the diets work for us. It may not work for every family, but people ask us all the time, especially when we moved to St. Louis, because I feel like St. Louis is a very um, everyone around us like eats pork and like there's like bacon and you know meat and everything that they eat here. So everybody, once we got here, people were just very shocked to hear that we didn't eat meat or we. I mean, we eat. They eat meat, but. Um, I guess the red meat, you know, people are just very, how do you survive? You know, just fine. Just fine. (laughs) Been doing it for a while. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. My dad raises cattle. So we, we eat our share of red meat. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. I think honestly, the thing with the meat isn't so much that I don't, me personally, I don't, I don't eat it. But I mean, I think my thing with it is the mass production of meat right. is the thing that I'm most against. I, I mean, my dad's a hunter, you know, like he mm-hmm. would go out there and hunt all of his meat. So I get it, but I just think those are the ways that, that you get your meat. I think we've lost our connection with food. You know, we've, we've mm-hmm. lost that connection. I feel like that's where we've gone wrong. It's not that, that people eat meat. I think it's the connection that we've have with our food is, has been lost. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Yeah. So. Well, um, I guess, you know, what do you find um, satisfying in life? Like, is there anything that you just really resonate with when you're doing it or just what seems to be super satisfying for you? Um, I like gardening. I like getting my hands in the dirt and really kind of grounding and... um, yeah, I, I I find being able to use my hands is the most rewarding thing than sitting behind a computer. <laughs> um, I find more joy in building things, um, you know, busy work, painting, uh, yard work, housework, things like that, things that um, yoga, meditation, things like that. I mean, I just those are my joys in life, you know, outside my kids and my family, those are my joys. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there anything else that, you know, we should talk about before, uh, just wrap it before up? Before we go? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I appreciate you having me on and, um, I know no one really, no one knows who I am, but I'm hopeful that, you know, if, Maybe someone else is out there that, you know, doesn't, doesn't understand their belief system or maybe, um, you know, maybe there's another mom at home that doesn't feel like they are doing everything they can. But I just, I just feel like, um, you know, as a mom, like you have to find, you have to show up for yourself. You have to find time to, to do the things you love outside your kids. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's good. Thanks. Mm-hmm.